0: Welcome to the Barry Trammell Show. We're in a very special location. We're in the office of the president of Oklahoma State University. Dr. Casey Shrum joins us today. She's been on the job two two and a quarter years, and she's joined us today. Casey, welcome to the show, and thanks for giving us the time.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Now, uh, let's go back a little bit. Um, July 1st, 2021 you're named the president of Oklahoma State. You assume the job of president of Oklahoma State University. We'll talk about whether it's your dream job, your excitement level, all those kinds of things. But to whatever extent that was the job, three weeks later, everything changes. And the Big 12 is faced with crisis and you presidents had to come together. And a few weeks later, there was stability. Two years later, now there's prosperity, the Big 12's completely changed and much stronger. Tell us about those early days of your presidency when you thought the job was going to be this, and then all of a sudden, uh, here comes the meteor hitting your hitting your life.
1: Well, and, it, and that's kind of typical of leadership, right? You, you, you plan for things, and then the unexpected is what happens, and, and that's what you have to deal with in that moment, so... Um, I will say, you know, I've had a lot of jokes with Chad Weiberg since then saying we've spent so much time together in the first, you know, three months more probably than any AD spends in their career with their president, uh, which is, is a positive thing for us. Um, it has. It's been, it was a, a very, I think, surprising event for for us. Um, but I think the, the conference came together. Obviously, we have new leadership in Brett Yormark. Um, I believe the big 12 is more stable now than it has ever been, which is great. Um, and you know, we just navigated through that. We have a great group of presidents and, um, you know, we're very well together and we've added and we're growing and, um, the conference I think is in a a better place than what we anticipated, you know, that July day. So, um, I think, you know, it's, it's in a good trajectory, and I'm, I'm pleased with how we've navigated it. Obviously, uh, anytime you have news like that, it's a surprise. Um, there's risk associated with that. I think, um, you know, you have to be mindful of that, and um, we'll continue to do, you know, and thrive uh, in the environment that we're in. so,
0: Is it, is it still a little bit strange, um, like this year? Well, on the athletic field, you're you're going to play Brigham Young. You're going to play Cincinnati. You're going to put here in Stillwater. You go to Central Florida. You you go to Houston. Next year, here comes four more new faces. Is it how much of an adjustment is just you know the, the new faces meeting new people, right? Getting to working with with a completely new set of of uh, colleagues.
1: So for me, it is not. You know I, I came on the job and immediately we started adding new people so um it it has been i think it's been fun for me to get to meet you know new presidents and and get to uh, learn about their campuses and i'm looking forward to visiting all of those universities um it is different i think um, it will be uh, something that it, it's a novelty so i think people are going to enjoy the opportunity to go play different teams and, and develop different rivalries. And, um, I, I am, I'm excited to see how, you know, that, that unravels and, you know, adding the four kind of schools that we added Arizona, Arizona state and Utah, Colorado, those are going to be interesting, um, games. And, and I think we're looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Now, Mike
0: Gundy is fond of telling us that he it was always going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. Oklahoma State's going to be in great position. Turns out he was right. But if I'm running a university and this upheaval occurs, it seems like you'd have a lot of uh, angst, a lot of concern, a lot of wonder about where do we go? How do we make sure this works out? Those first few weeks on the job. How difficult was that on you? Uh, professionally, just knowing you've been handed this leadership role, right. and now this massive situation occurs, how how taxing was that on you personally?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it's a it's always a stressful time. Any any time new new roles are a transition um, to have something like that probably play out in the very beginning is it is taxing. I I will say that you know as a university president, and at that time, I, I did make the comment that. You know, I don't think it was the best thing for the entire state. Um, I still stand behind that um, because I I believe that, you know, you mentioned it as a university president, it's not just about a conference. Um, It's much bigger than that. And for the state of Oklahoma, um, when they're to have two R1 universities that are strong, that are recruiting in new students and growing a workforce, um, that that adds to the prosperity of Oklahoma. Um, that's the perspective that I'm, you know, speaking of. And so I think Tom will tell how all that plays out. Um, I feel really good about where we're at today. Um, and I feel like through that process, um, you know, you, you face challenges and um, I've certainly been in other roles where, you know, serving as the cabinet secretary during, you know, the pandemic. That's challenging and, and um, stressful. But I mean, you grow through that as a leader and you get to know people. And um, I think for, we're really in a good place.
0: You mentioned, uh, you know, speaking out when you did. Um, it seemed like the OSU family really rallied around you. A lot of people knew all about Casey Shrum, you know, leading the medical school and all those things. And then you're named president in the spring, uh, effective July 1st. The people who really interested read up on you. They knew a lot about you, but it seemed like when you stood up and said, "Hey, this," you know, you sort of spoke uh, in a provocative way. It seemed like the OSU family really rallied be- behind you. Did you feel more support and the sort of a kinship with the Cowboy Nation after after that event?
1: Oh, I think so. I mean, you know, there there's uh, nothing like a good crisis to bring people together. I think the OSU family is, you know, loyal and true to, to the core. But I think you get to know people in their leadership role, sometimes um, their, their character and what they stand for during those moments. And that probably gave them more of a glimpse into, you know, my character, who I am. And um, I think that they're, you know, the Cowboy family is looking for someone that, you know, is passionate about Oklahoma State and will stand up for Oklahoma State and, um, you know, lead us in the future. And I think that that did kind of bring everybody together. And um, so I think it, it however, y- you can't always determine what is going to um, bring about, you know, momentum or cohesion, but I think that most definitely did, for the Cowboy family.
0: I was surprised when I've, when I've talked to university presidents, I'm usually surprised at this answer because my general impression is you worry about all kinds of things, academics, donor relations, all the things you do worry about, but athletics is sort of over here on the side. You don't really have to worry about it much. And then they always correct me and say, it's a big part of my job. What percentage of your job is related to athletics?
1: Oh. I mean it it at OSU it really is a part. I mean if you look at our strategic plan that we put together, athletics is embedded within that. Um it I can really give you a percentage of time that I spend on it, but it is an important part of the university. Uh and I think it's integral in ways that perhaps maybe the the fan doesn't see. And so I spend I spend a significant amount of time um with Chad and of course, all the changing landscape of college athletics requires awards on Um It's not just what happens here at Oklahoma State. It's also con- at the conference level. And then, of course, you know, what's happening just in general. So it does take up probably more time than I had anticipated when I came into the job from from a uh, leadership and, and management perspective Um and then, of course, there's always activities all across campus that you know I have the privilege to attend and watch our our student athletes compete. So, it does probably take up more time than I would, you know, than I think most people actually would anticipate. And because I I would agree, I think that um, for the fan, it it kind of looks like here's the university and there's athletics and. People come and go to games and it's, it's fun and it is, it's great, we love that it brings everyone together and brings people to campus. But it is much more integrated into the university and the operations of the university.
0: You said it, you said uh, fans might not realize how integral athletics are to the university. Well, What are some of those ways?
1: Yeah, well, so when you really think about um, your brand as a university, most of the time people will see that um, through athletics for the first time. Many times, um, kids are on campus to go to games before it's even time for them to go to college. Their experience with Oklahoma State University is through athletics. Um, you, you think about playing in a bowl game or being on television, and you think about how do you, how could you, you don't have a marketing budget that would cover what it would cost to run a commercial during that time frame, think about the Fiesta Bowl. Um, so in many ways, it either creates momentum um, and it's a, a front porch where people see your brand for the first time. It's, it's also, you know, a way that donors get engaged um, when your fan base is excited and, you know, everybody's excited, they wanna continue to give and they wanna continue to see the entire university grow. And so it, it really is, um, you know, a way that attracts students, um, a, a healthy athletics program, can you know? It's the rising tide raises all ships. It raises your academic standards. It it you know raises your athletic standards. So it is. It's very much um, tied together.
0: And of course, your your tied athletics goes far beyond, far past what you're doing at OSU. You grew up a softball player. Yes. Went to Connor State and played softball. Yes. How? Um, let me ask you. How did being an athlete shape you? Um, as as a young person and as a woman, and now as a uh, university president.
1: Well, it's I, I always say it's the reason why I'm here today, where I am, because my desire to go to college was really based off of playing, you know, softball. That was a goal I set for myself, and you know that that was when I got there, realizing, okay, um, this is my opportunity, and and you know, of course, my parents were. You know, they they were wonderful and instilled a great work ethic in me. And I remember, you know, my parents dropping me off and my dad saying, you know, um, you need to work hard on the field and in the classroom. This is not free. Someone's paying for it. And um, so I think, you know, it obviously is what brought me to have many opportunities in life. But um, the lessons that I learned in athletics, I think, have really made me successful learning to set goals for myself very early on. Um, you know, competing and and learning how to, you know, how to win graciously and how to lose and get up the next day and get back to work Um, and, you know, be resilient in those moments. I think all of those things um, from, you know, wanting to surround yourself with the very best people, even if they're better than you, you want those people on your team because you want to win at the end of the day You want your team to win. I think all of those things really have shaped me in my career um, and where I am today as a leader and as a person. And I'm very grateful for for that opportunity. Um, I think athletics can teach you a lot as a person.
0: How much did you connect with current student athletes at OSU because you were a, a collegiate yeah. softball player?
1: Yeah. Well, I – I I try to connect with them as much as I, I can. I enjoy spending time with them. I think I understand um, the challenges and how hard it is to do what they do every day. Uh, and I think in general, just having kind of grown up in the athletic world, my husband played college football as well. Um, I I feel a little kindred spirit with them. And so... I enjoy the opportunities that I get to spend with them. I also, you know, it, I think, enjoy the opportunity to say, you know, you're learning great things here. What are you going to do with this, you know, in the future in your life? Um, because I think I have that perspective today that I didn't have when I was uh, where they are.
0: You, um, you uh, went to Connor State, then you go on to Northeastern State University, Arkansas, get your medical degree from OSU. Yes. Um, you went into private practice and then you migrate back to, uh, the OSU medical school in Tulsa. What drew you back to OSU and why were you so successful there to the point where now you're leading the entire university?
1: Um, you know, I, I really loved, um, I loved the teaching aspect. So as a, as a chief resident, I had the opportunity to, to teach, um, Medical students when they would be on the pediatric service um and I really enjoyed that interaction um I went out into private practice and and um i loved i loved that I loved interacting with my patients but I, I felt like there was you know something missing that I really enjoyed i I enjoyed the academic setting I enjoyed doing research i enjoyed teaching and so i I came back to the university for that uh and I think, you know, I I always laugh just a little bit because when I came back um, as a department chair, I really didn't understand kind of the structures of academics. I was just, you know, there, uh, wanted to see patients, wanted to teach and, you know, make a positive impact. And shortly after I arrived, our department chair had um, stepped down. And so they asked me if I would serve as the interim. Well, I didn't know at the time, you know, they just really want you to be the interim. It's like, steer the ship. Don't, you know, just hold on to the steering wheel. Don't go anywhere. Just keep it going straight. Um, I didn't know that. And so I thought, well, this is my chance to fix all the things that I think need to be fixed for the next person who comes in. And um, that was really kind of my first entrance into leadership. And um, obviously I ended up becoming the department chair later. Um, But I always laugh and say, I didn't realize, you know, they usually ask the person who they don't expect to have the job or, you know, want the job to be the interim. Um, And so that was really my entrance into um, the medical school and leadership. And I found I had kind of a greater impact there. And that just kind of led, I think I'm always looking to say, you know, how can I make things better? How can I support other people being successful? And you know I love Oklahoma State, so I think it should be the best it can be, and I think everyone should love it. And um, I think just that passion is kind of led me to where I am today.
0: when did you first think about the possibility of the being the president at OSU? Um, and and when when you first were approached about uh, about the university's interest in you, was it was it a a great um, opportunity? Was it a challenge that you were worried about? Or what was your mindset when you thought about being the president uh, here in Stillwater?
1: Well, people, you know, throughout kind of the later years of my time at CHS, every once in a while, somebody would say, you know, you need to think about being the president of Oklahoma State, and i just laugh. You know, I, I really enjoyed what I did, and I didn't give it all a lot of thought. Uh, and then Obviously, Burns announced that he was retiring, and those conversations started to kind of pick up, like, are, are you going to apply? And I was nominated to to be the president, and, um, you know, I, I really felt like I, I probably would not have pursued being a university president somewhere else. That would, really wasn't on my, you know, my bucket list, um, but this was such a unique opportunity. I love the land grant mission. Um, you know, the concept of access and research that impacts society, uh, extension, all of those things. Um, I'm I feel personally connected to in some way. And so it was a really intriguing, you know, opportunity for me. It's I think it's a it's always hard when you really love what you're doing and you feel connected to it. And I've been at the Center for Health Sciences with the medical school for so long. Um But it was one of those chances, I think, to to have a greater impact and to be able to um, be in a place where I can, you know, do more for Oklahoma State University. So I was excited about it. And um, it's it's it has it's been fun. It's it's a different role. Um, I tell people all the time when I decided to go into medicine, I thought that was perfect career and I'd never do anything else. And I loved it the minute I did it the same thing at the Center for Health Sciences, and now I think this is the, the best place for me. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else right now.
0: Let, let's shift gears a little bit and ask you about a couple of big-picture items that are forefront in athletics today. Uh, the NIL situation, right. which is a, uh, the barn door's open. It's not closing. Um, how, does, how does OSU navigate that? Uh, in terms of this, nobody's printing new money. The money's got to come from... From the same places it's been coming from, but now there's there's this uh, desire to to support the athletes now that you can uh, by the rules. How do you how do you navigate that? That you you need more money from the people that've been giving you a lot of money already. What what do you see the future is in terms of just donor relations and NIL? Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's challenging, right? I mean, it is. Um, I. I believe in the concept of the NIL and the manner that it was created. And obviously, I think, it, to me, I think about it a little bit like um, when we introduced the iPhone to, to society, right? It was It's exciting, It's but you, you really don't know the impacts that it's going to have and how we have to adjust life to that. And I think that's kind of what we're experiencing with NIL. We have to figure that out. And And I think, you know, the one thing that I know about Oklahoma State's, you know, donors is that they're, they're always willing to rally around whatever the needs are for, for OSU. Um, but I think it's a time period where people are adjusting to the concept of NIL. And, um, I think all of college athletics is trying to figure out how do you manage, you know, that people in general, I think some people are very passionate, I mean, across the university, some people are very passionate about the College of Engineering or they're passionate about the College of Agriculture. Um, I think the same thing will be true of NIL. Um, some people are, you know, love this idea and get behind it. And I think connecting them to student-athletes is the way to do that. Um, and others aren't. And so we just have to kind of navigate through it and figure out, how we manage that as a, as a university power fan base and our donors come around NIL. And um, I I imagine that's going to continue to evolve. And I, I do believe it will continue to evolve because there's a lot of attention on this. I think there's a call for transparency and, um, you know, oversight and other things around NIL and of course, Portal and all of those things. So, um, it's just an ever-changing time, and we're going to have to adjust to that as the you know as it comes.
0: Well, we're running out of time, but let's uh, let's finish with uh, rapid fire. Let me throw some quick questions at you. and you just you just hit me with the first thing that uh, <laughs> popped into your mind. <laughs> Favorite moment as OSU president?
1: Um, winning the Fiesta Bowl.
0: What was that like?
1: Oh, that was fun. I mean, that was one of those games where it didn't start out very fun, but, you know, you believe in the players and you just keep watching this. And, um, you know, that was really my first bowl game as president. And so uh, that was a great experience. That set the bar pretty high.
0: Um, Coolest person you've met as OSU president?
1: Oh, coolest person. Um, Garth Brooks. Cool.
0: Hard to top that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: not counting OSU facilities, favorite venue you've got to go uh, athletically as, a, as the OSU president? Is.
1: Let's see. Uh, you, you got me when you said I was only when Pickens. That's one of my favorite places. Um, probably the you know, we've, we've gone to um, do a lot of the Big 12 at the um, baseball stadium. We've done the wrestling in or the, that uh, baseball venue in Dallas. Um, globe life. Yeah. life. That is, that's, I think been a fun place, but it's, it's interesting, you know, we've done different sporting events there. So that's kind of, I think been a, a fun place. Mm-hmm. I mean, Um uh,
0: how many athletic events, not a precise number, but how often do you get to go to athletic events just, uh, you know, be seen and, and be the president of OSU? Um,
1: as many as, uh, Is there available you know, I mean, probably during um the spring, I mean I I go to every every sporting event. I try to get to, you know, every team that competes at least once and um I've done that. And then, you know, when I think I can't do any more, Derek comes home and and says, We gotta go in wolves. I mean, I remember uh, you know, I always laugh because there's always a reason. Like, it's it's this win, you can't miss this win or whatever. He loves sports, I do too, and, you know, we love supporting the student-athletes. So anytime we get a chance, we, we try to, even if we just stay for a little bit, we puff in.
0: And finally, something about this job that would surprise OSU people, something that they don't know about this job but would surprise them if, you, if they did know
1: probably i'd say because it surprised me um that the time commitment and um that it's it's every day of the year it's it's not just semesters um i always laugh and say i didn't i didn't know the university don't sleep <laughs> <laughs> um, but i would say just the time commitment um and probably the you know, the, the vast array of things that you deal with as a university president, um, that would probably be surprising to people.
0: Well, fantastic. Well, Casey, thanks for joining us and uh, hey, continued success uh, with your career and uh, good luck to the Cowboys and the cowbirds. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yes. Thanks to our sponsors Three Nines Technology, Next Generation Roofing, Weedman Lawn Service, the Oklahoma Ford Dealers, and 988. 988- mental health services stay tuned for my show next week and remember to subscribe youtube apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your shows